It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. The fear factor is dictating the behavior and blind compliance of far too many in populations all over the world. At a core level, a growing percentage of populations are sensing that the proverbial party is over, i.e. industrialized, militarized society. They're sensing that we are perilously close to the catastrophic collapse of the Anthropocene Epoch. Translation, the age of man. Converging catastrophes are closing in from every conceivable direction, and all of them are connected, directly or indirectly, to the bottom line of biosphere collapse. You're listening to the commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour. This is Dane Wigington. I'll be your host as we slog through the most recent breaking bad news headlines. I've been told by some that they feel they need a prescription of Prozac after each installment of Global Alert News. It's all a matter of perspective, isn't it? Hiding from reality, thinking happy thoughts, or clinging to hopium won't save us from what's unfolding. Only our collective efforts can do that. We're the ones we've been waiting for. What is the norm on the airways today? News talk, radio, circular narratives of political polarization, division, and distraction with regular commercial breaks for everything from dog food to mattresses to real estate and precious metals. Good luck if you think any of that will save you from what's coming. No thanks. Let's cover some real news, the bad kind, the kind that matters and must be faced if we're to have any chance whatsoever of changing course. Let's start with a headline on the medical industrial complex that behaves in a similar fashion all over the world. This headline from last week, organ donation worker exposes China's money-driven transplant industry. Think it's any different here? Think again. If you have the organ donor sticker on your driver's license, you might want to consider some serious objective research in regard to numerous documented cases of medical industrial complex behavior. You won't like what you find. I assure you of that. What else is the medical industrial complex up to? This headline from last week, how did Bill Gates know, quote, we'll all need vaccine passports, end quote, back in June of 2020. And this headline, also from last week, Fauci on mask mandates, states, the issue is we have no way of, quote, knowing who is vaccinated, end quote, which means they can continue to push whatever policy they choose always been the case. Another headline last week, AstraZeneca woes persist as vaccine side effects generate headlines. Lots of them. Not all of them making it to the evening news. It's up to each of us to investigate for ourselves. And this question, how are the vaccinated doing? Here's a headline from Down Under. Brisbane trainee nurse hospitalized with three blood clots after getting AstraZeneca COVID vaccine. That's from the UK Daily Mail and other mainstream sources. And this from the UK Daily Mail as well. Rock star Eric Clapton blasts vaccine safety, quote, propaganda and claims he had a, quote, disastrous reaction to AstraZeneca COVID jab, which made him fear he'd never play again. And as I've stated in previous broadcasts, my stepfather and father-in-law both ended up in critical care within hours after the same injection in the hospital for nearly a week neither one seems to have recovered yet 
not-so-pleasant facts from my own family circle. And what are we officially being told, even now? Get the injection and your life will, quote, go back to normal, end quote. How many still believe that? Even Sesame Street is now pushing a COVID vax segment. Those who control the money control the narrative. They control the media. Why is that not yet clear to so many? How are some of the other official CV-19 protocols working out? This headline, also from last week, multiple sources. Woman forced to wear face masks during childbirth suffered vomiting, panic attacks, and breathing difficulties. The report states women were forced to wear face masks during childbirth, causing vomiting, panic attacks, and breathing difficulties despite official health guidance saying they shouldn't be made to do so. These headlines are the tip of the proverbial iceberg. It's up to the individual to do honest, objective investigation. How successful those in power have been at driving wedges into society from every possible conceivable direction, using fear as the hammer in so many ways. It's so successful, striking at core, instinctual human responses that typically abandon reason. This is a factor that will soon enough exact an unimaginable price if it continues unabated. Another headline from last week. Employers may be liable for any adverse reaction from mandated CV-19 injections, says OSHA. That's the Occupational Safety and Hazard Governmental Agency. Another new headline from multiple sources. Scientists build an army of one million microbots that can fit inside a hypodermic needle. Does that bit of information alarm anyone? It should. That's the kind of insanity that the medical industrial complex has been working on for a very long time. Another headline, similar theme. Synthesizing a new class of bio-inspired nanomaterials. Question, what type of materials? For what purpose? I'm only supplying pieces to the puzzle. It's up to the individual to decide where they fit into the bigger picture. Speaking of which, here's another puzzle piece from last week's study. Vaccine trial participants not sufficiently informed of risks from experimental injections. That is, in fact, what they are. The studies are not complete on all the major big pharma warp speed injections until 2023. That's what the governmental source sites state, like the CDC, 2023. Look for yourself. Has the public simply forgotten that these were all emergency approved big pharma creations? The power structure is certainly pushing for the public to line up and roll up their sleeve. Another headline from last week, same theme. No COVID vax, no college, question mark. The AAPS, that's the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. That's a report by them. And this report was actually a warning from the AAPS. Again, titled No COVID Vax, No College. Please investigate for yourself that entire report. Or rather, warning from the AAPS. Another headline last week. Dr. Fauci is finally unmasked. On that theme, let's take a moment to dissect some recent disinformation. The following statement is from 
a so-called fact-checking source called PolitiFact. And here's their headline. No, Fauci and FDA head didn't say 40 to 50% of CDC and FDA staff refusing COVID shots. That's their headline. From their report, last week, Senator Richard Burr, that's Republican from North Carolina, questioned Fauci and Marks and Dr. Rochelle Wilinski, director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, about vaccination levels amongst employees of their agencies. In response to Burr's question, Fauci stated, quote, I think it's probably a little more than half. Let's stop there. Aren't those statements, in essence, saying exactly what the so-called fact-checkers said they didn't say? Does that make any sense? Isn't Fauci's statement that only about half of the CDC and FDA personnel got the injection, in essence, the same as saying about half didn't get the injection? Certainly the half that didn't could have, but they didn't. Why not? And yet, the power structure paid and controlled disinformation trolls jumped right on this story in the attempt to spin it as fast as they could. And there's this to consider from last week. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky has announced that the CDC revised its mask guidance again, now enabling those who are fully vaccinated to forego wearing masks both indoors and outdoors. She stated this, anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physically distancing. Again, Walensky said this last week. But what about this headline? Also from last week, multiple sources. Breakthrough cases, COVID can still infect the vaccinated. From that report, under the initial CDC system, 46 states and territories reported 9,254 COVID-19 vaccine breakthrough cases between January and April 26. And let's consider this, that the CDC data sites like VAERS, the Vaccine Adverse Reaction Reporting System, is thought to be as little as 1% of what is actually occurring. If such statistics are even remotely correct, shouldn't we be alarmed at the sudden dropping of what we've been told is so incredibly important and that now it seems official agencies want to encourage those that have receive the injection to mix it up with anyone they can, everywhere they can. Based on all available data, based on all the official narratives we've been given all the way along this path of the last year and a half, something seems very wrong with this picture. Someone, or many someones, don't seem to be telling us the truth. And why would that be any surprise, given the kind of individuals that we're dealing with? And let's look at one key individual, an individual that seems to always show up at the center of it all. None other than Mr. Bill Gates. That one wasn't hard to guess, I'm sure. Here's an excerpt from a report from last week. Bill Gates, quote, turned a blind eye to Jeffrey Epstein's reputation because he thought he, Jeffrey Epstein, could get him a Nobel Peace Prize. The report states that it has now come to light that both i.e. Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein, attended a 2013 meeting at the home of an ex-Norwegian Nobel Committee chairman. This report goes on to outline various details of the Jeffrey Epstein-Bill Gates meeting with this Nobel Committee chairman, but it's all very sordid and that Gates ends up contributing millions to this association. And I'm trying to portray 
the type of twisted individuals that are neck deep in the medical industrial complex and everything that's going on right now, today. What do the people of Africa, for example, and India think about Mr. Gates and what he has done to them? Objective research leads to shocking conclusions. This question, do you think Bill Gates is here to help us all stay healthy so the human race can continue to proliferate unchecked? Exactly what Gates has long since been obsessed with preventing? It would seem wise to remember and consider this past statement from Bill Gates, that if vaccine programs are carried out correctly, quote, global populations could be reduced by 10 to 15 percent. Excuse me if this is a dumb question, Mr. Gates, but can you please explain to us exactly how that works? And there's this follow-up report to consider, also involving Mr. Gates. From last week, why are Gates and Pentagon releasing gene-edited GMO, that's genetically modified organism, mosquitoes in Florida Keys? More questions on that headline. Who gave them permission? What exactly are these mutant mosquitoes carrying? Is it even remotely rational to believe that the dynamic duo of Bill Gates and the Pentagon are actually trying to do something to help populations? Or is the objective something else entirely? You decide. And on a final note, if you think the entire vax paradigm is just about big pharma profits, think again. The stakes are far more grave. Profit means nothing to those that can print as much money as they want from thin air for whatever they want. So what are their ultimate objectives and agendas? Put the puzzle pieces together from a picture of the wider horizon and then decide for yourself. But indeed, there are many ways for a power structure to distract populations from the wider horizon and how efficient they are at this. Headline from last week, Colonial Pipelines Network goes down again as the South still suffers under fuel shortages, but operators insist that it wasn't hackers this time. From that report, it comes just days after hackers caused a week-long outage for the pipeline. Disruptions continue with more than 10,000 gas stations still dry in the South. Colonial Pipeline insisted this time that the latest disruptions were not the work of hackers. How do we know who's doing what in any of these scenarios? How do we know? And certainly there are a million ways that those in power can mire populations in day-to-day difficulties, which makes it all but impossible for them to even look toward the wider horizon, let alone to accurately assess it. More headlines on the unraveling of hydrocarbon-fueled industrialized militarized society. This is only the beginning. This headline from last week, truck drivers reeling from high gas prices and shortages as nation critically needs gas and goods transported. That's from the Washington Post and other sources. And this headline, same theme. Stage is set for, quote, dramatically higher inflation as transportation costs spike even higher. Again, only the beginning of what's coming. Another headline last week, energy CEO warns of catastrophe for America. And all these headlines and more I'll cover in a moment, are only small pieces to the puzzle. There are so many pieces, and so many Americans don't want to know. So many have never wanted to know. And something I've shared on a previous broadcast, from the time I was, I was eight or nine years old, my first trip to the, quote, landfill, and I remember it so vividly because I was so astonished at how anyone thought that kind of 
behavior could continue. It wasn't a landfill. They were building a manor horn in Ontario, California. It was a mountain of trash and filth being pushed around by D8 and D9 bulldozers. And I was so shocked at eight or nine years old that adults could be a part of such insanity and how they seemed to feel it could continue. How long can that kind of thing continue? Looting, pillaging, plundering, and polluting nature and making disposable things that then we put in a, quote, landfill that's actually a mountain, and we do it over and over, and when we don't have any more place to do that, we just dump it in the oceans? Who could think any of this could continue? Is it any surprise that it's all crashing now? The Earth's life support systems are literally imploding by the day? Should that be any surprise at all? And that now, as geoengineeringwatch.org has stated for well over a decade, when biosphere collapse became impossible to hide from populations, the power structure would behave with unimaginable desperation. And is that not occurring now? Is that not exactly what's occurring now? Let's cover a few more headlines. Same theme. Everything is crashing. This is the headline from last week. Everything is crashing. Stocks, bonds, crypto commodities all tumble. Uh, The reality of the meager amount that the market dropped to create this headline, it means nothing compared to what's coming. Nothing. The complete implosion of the system we have known is coming. And headlines like this when the market drops a few hundred points are meaningless. Meaningless compared to what's coming. Another headline last week. Producer prices surged to record highs in New York, reinforcing consumer inflation concerns. Biosphere collapse. That's the bottom line concern that most are missing, even now. Another headline, shortages keep getting worse despite claims that economy is improving. Lies on top of lies on top of more lies. Endless money printing. Helicopter money being thrown out to Americans now at this point. We have boarded up buildings all over in Northern California, commercial buildings, and they're building more to try to keep the machine moving until the last possible moment. This is not hard to see through for any that don't have their eyes wide shut. Another headline last week, silicone chip shortage leads to potato chip shortage. Farm equipment shipments grind to a halt. The balanced machine of industrialized, militarized society, hydrocarbon fueled, is in fact grinding to a halt. But at any given moment, the power structure could play massive cards that could turn our collective reality upside down overnight. And with each passing day, there are so many factors so far past the breaking point that that becomes a more and more likely probability with each passing day. I don't know the day or the hour. I don't know what the power structure is going to do or when they're going to do it. But they have many cards yet to play. To think that they wouldn't do so when they feel they've run out of options is a very naive notion. More headlines. The world economy is suddenly running low on everything. Can't endlessly pillage, plunder, and pollute on a finite planet with finite resources. Very simple. Another headline. Inflation rate 2021 and shortages. Companies panic buying as supplies run short. That's from Bloomberg and other sources. Any of these headlines can be looked up. I don't have time to cover all the details with each or all the sources because there's generally multiple sources. I'm trying to give a stated headline piece to the puzzle so that you can form a picture and then follow up, investigate on your own. And why aren't more investigating? Why aren't more looking at the wider horizon? How long have those in power been degrading human cognitive ability? 
Let's look at this headline from last week. Synthetic dyes in popular kids' foods linked to hyperactivity and learning disorders. Question, how many still believe it's just an accident, an innocent mistake by the so-called experts? Innocent mistakes like not acknowledging fluoride lowers IQs and interferes with objective assertive characteristics. Fluoride's a neurotoxin. Everything I just stated is very thoroughly scientifically documented. Moving on, are we to believe that it's just an innocent mistake that the dental industrial complex doesn't disclose or didn't disclose the dangers of putting mercury fillings in our mouths? So-called innocent mistakes like the U.S. military industrial complex not telling our troops about the consequences of Agent Orange and depleted uranium ammunition, something that they are paying the price for still today, not to mention all the innocents on the ground in the countries where these materials were utilized. Just innocent oversight, like the Alzheimer's Foundation doing everything they can to hide and deny the aluminum connection that is the core factor to Alzheimer's and dementia. Does that have anything to do with the fact that individuals from the aluminum industry have routinely been a part of the Alzheimer's Association governing boards? What do you think? And then there's the bought and paid for global climate science community. Does anyone really believe it's just a mistake that they continue to deny the ongoing climate engineering operations that are spraying tens of millions of tons of aluminum nanoparticulates in disguise all over the world, along with numerous other heavy metal and polymer particles? No, no mistakes. There's no accidental oversight. These industries, these people, These agencies are bought, sold, and paid for by those who print the money. If you think that those in power have any interest in protecting your health and welfare, time to wake up. As the planet's life support systems continue to collapse at blinding speed, global populations are not just expendable to those in power, but are rather a rapidly increasing liability. This is especially true for populations that possess arms. What global population stands out in that category? That blank is not hard to fill in. And this reminder of a former mention on this broadcast, what is the power structure's plan B if plan A doesn't succeed? And does plan B in any way involve the 2.4 billion rounds of 40 caliber hollow point bullets that were purchased by official agencies in the same country where citizens are most heavily armed? i.e. the USA, why would agencies like Homeland Security need that much ammunition just for one purpose and one purpose only? You decide. Bouncing back to the subject of the rapidly rising sea of toxic substances that we're all drowning in, this new headline from last week, toxic PFAS chemicals found in 100% of breast milk samples. Again, the degrading of society from so many directions it is impossible to comprehend them all but apparently not happening fast enough as biosphere collapse again has beat the power structure to the intersection and now we're entering the warp speed chapter in the story another headline from last week u.s and its allies try to split the world in two from that report america is using its post-world war ii position of being the world's hegemon so as to compel every other nation either to join them as a banana republic or vassal nation or else to become their enemy by destroying them. Remember Mr. Bush stating right after 9-11, you're either with us or you're with the terrorists. What an insane statement. 
statement by that particular power structure occupant of the White House. More headlines from last week. Israel is deliberately obliterating media buildings in Gaza. That's an indisputable fact. Just happened again. The question is why? Why do you think? Was it an effort to hamper media coverage of what is occurring and what is being carried out? Again, I'm just posing the question. And certainly there will be many official excuses as to why media buildings were brought to the ground. But these pieces of the puzzle are not hard to connect. Those that aren't familiar, for example, with what happened to the USS Liberty, please investigate. And while contemplating who is actually core to an ongoing scenario, ask yourself this. Who are we not allowed to criticize, ever? Regarding the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, the vast majority of Americans have no idea what the truth is. Most don't seem to care enough to do any honest investigation about the truth, about the history. So many Americans on so many subjects believe what they are told to believe. The ship is indeed going down by the day, i.e., industrialized, militarized civilization. And for a a factually inarguable expose on the history of the Israeli-Palestinian scenario, search and view the documentary Peace, Propaganda, and the Promised Land. It can be viewed online for free. So what are the controllers up to in regard to ensuring the truth on countless issues stays hidden in plain sight? How about this headline from last week? Pentagon plans to monitor military social media for extremism. What is extremism? Anything that doesn't go along with the official narrative. Anyone who doesn't agree with the official narrative. That's the new Orwellian definition of extremism. Let's press on to another headline from last week that gives yet more insight to just how far out of control the military industrial cancer is. This is a Newsweek exclusive report, again from last week. Here's the headline. Inside the military's secret undercover army. From the report, this, the largest undercover force the world has ever known is the one created by the Pentagon over the last decade. Some 60,000 individuals now belong to this secret army, many working under masked identities and in low profile. All are part of a broad program called, quote, signature reduction, end quote. The force, more than 10 times the size of the clandestine elements of the CIA, carries out domestic and foreign assignments, both in military uniforms and under civilian cover, in real life and online, sometimes hiding in private businesses and consultancies, some of them household name companies. The unprecedented shift has placed an ever greater number of soldiers, civilians, and contractors working under false identities. The explosion of Pentagon cyber warfare, moreover, has led to thousands of spies who carry out their day-to-day work in various made-up personas. These are the very same type of nefarious operations that the United States decries when Russian and Chinese spies do the same. Military powers are all the same in many aspects. There's no difference. And they are all colluding and cooperating on major global issues like climate engineering and CV-19. There is no other possibility. No matter what the surface 
conflicts or tensions appear to be or that we are told they are, these major powers are absolutely working together behind the scenes in so many ways. That's without question. One final excerpt from this report, this. The newest and fastest growing group in this clandestine army is the army that never leaves their keyboards. How much interference with social media coming from the military-industrial complex, how much is controlled? They are completely joined at the hip. The Pentagon and social media platforms completely joined at the hip. This cancer has metastasized in every possible aspect of our society. And what else is the Pentagon up to? This headline from last week. The Pentagon inches toward letting AI, artificial intelligence, control weapons. What a great idea that would be, isn't it? One layer of insanity on top of another, on top of another, and another. And this, last week, from Popular Science. The Space Force says we have to try human augmentation. From the report, this, the chief scientist for the U.S. Space Force says human technological augmentation won't be optional in the future, and the U.S. will need to invest in it to try to keep pace with countries like Russia and China. The report then states, today we are on the brink of a new age, the age of human augmentation. It's imperative that we embrace this new age, lest we fall behind our strategic competitors. A race to the bottom, that's what it is, with Earth's last remaining resources, the continued expansion of the cancer that is the military-industrial complex to build more WMD, to interfere with the incomprehensibly complex web of life, the human body, on every level to try to genetically engineer and modify. And the extent of this, we can only guess at what's going on behind the scenes or what's been going on in plain sight that the human race has not chosen to look at or to admit to, if you will. Next headline, another layer of insanity. From last week, is an airborne biological weapons release imminent? For how many years, again, has geoengineeringwatch.org warned that as environmental collapse became impossible to hide from populations, those in power would play very desperate cards. The three primary aspects we have named from the entire span of our existence were the probability of global conflict, false flag events, and pathogen release. When we know there's biolabs all over the world that have long since been working with this type of scenario or working toward this type of scenario, why wouldn't we think that that card would be played or perhaps has been already, perhaps much more than we even can comprehend? I'm only posing the question. I'm not stating a conclusion. I am attempting to provide pieces of the puzzle. It's up to the listener to assemble those pieces. Moving on, let's cover the latest breaking reports on the bottom line, to all that's unfolding, or some would say being carried out, i.e. the collapse of Earth's life support systems. First, I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and by doing so, helping to turn the tide of insanity. Thank you for making your voices heard in this most critical effort to sound the alarm. It is our collective efforts that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 302, May 22nd, 
2021. This is the bad news broadcast, but it's critical information that covers the issues we must face if we're to have any chance of changing course. This non-political, commercial-free, frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. This news hour is broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Washington State, on the East Coast, Alabama, Chicago, San Antonio, Texas, Tampa, Florida, and now in San Francisco, Sacramento, and San Diego. Recordings of this broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest geoengineeringwatch.org awareness raising materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. As I've stated so many times, we are playing chess. We must learn to play effectively and efficiently. Compelling photographic images and copies of documents and other corroborating data is far more effective at waking individuals up to what's happening in our skies than anything we can convey verbally. Pointing at the sky and ranting simply shuts people down. So learn how to effectively put the key in the door and open it. And this is one of the primary methods. Again, we pass these materials on for, in many cases, less than our cost. Our only goal is to get them into circulation. The recently completed geoengineeringwatch.org documentary on climate engineering titled The Dimming is now posted on the top center of the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. This film is available for free to all. Please help us to expose the insanity in our skies by sharing the link to this groundbreaking documentary that fully exposes the ongoing climate engineering onslaught. Grassroots methods of sounding the alarm are how we overcome the tyrannical censorship by power structure-controlled so-called media sources. One ally, key ally, in our fight to expose and halt climate engineering, the Jim Fair Group, G-E-M-F-A-I-R-E. There's a geoengineeringwatch.org informational booth at all Jim Fair events. You can get free materials at that booth. You can get into the event free if you're there to pick up those materials. Just tell a ticket master why you're there. Event started yesterday and ends tomorrow, Santa Barbara, California, at the Earl Warren Showgrounds. Next week in Tulsa, Oklahoma, May 28th through May 30th at the Expo Square. If you're near these regions, show up, get the materials you need to wake those around you to the insanity occurring in our skies, i.e. the climate engineering weather warfare assault. Moving on, how bad is it? Time to cover biosphere collapse, which is the bottom line to it all. From Nature.com. Global land use changes are four times greater than previously estimated. Again, what is geoengineeringwatch.org stated on this issue for the entire span of our existence, well over a decade, that the biosphere degradation was exponentially worse than anything we've been told. And even a headline like this that sounds dire, it's still far worse than this. Statistics are being falsified across the board to the downside. Temperatures are being falsely reported less than they actually are. We routinely see high temperatures on the ground that are three, four, five degrees higher than what's officially being reported. What's that mean? It means the unfolding planetary meltdown is exponentially worse than anything we've been told. And what's imperative to remember, again, the climate collapse being further fueled by climate engineering operations, not the only factor, of course not. Any human activity that affects the energy balance of the planet or degrades the life support systems of the planet is a part of the problem. But the intentional intervention with Earth's life support systems, i.e. climate engineering, biggest single piece of the puzzle of all. And 
What's imperative to remember that the equation we face is unimaginably non-linear. That as feedback loops are triggered, like methane mass expulsion, as methane, formerly frozen methane deposits, thaw, and for example, in the case of the Arctic, they migrate through the oceans to the sea surface and then into the atmosphere, starting to cover the planet like a layer of glass, trapping immense amounts of heat. Methane is from 100 to 120 times more potent than CO2 as a greenhouse gas over a 10-year time horizon. So as this process continues, it creates even more heat, releasing even more methane, which creates even more heat, and so on and so on. It's called a runaway feedback loop scenario, and we are there. One domino knocks over a bigger domino, which knocks over a still bigger domino, and that process continues. So the speed at which these processes are occurring is, again, unimaginably nonlinear. And with each passing day, this fact is becoming ever harder to hide. On that note, this headline from multiple sources last week, U.S. Army takes on climate change as, quote, serious threat to national security. This is not actually a new theme. It's a new headline. But the military has long since stated the greatest national security threat of all is the collapsing climate. Do we think they would wait to have public approval before they intervened in the climate system? What an incredibly naive notion. They ask our permission to detonate over 2,000 nuclear weapons or to do a million other things they've done, like conduct open-air biological tests on innocent U.S. civilians and who knows what to other civilian populations around the world. This is historical fact of record. It's not opinion or theory or hypothesis. As of 1977, the U.S. military, as a matter of record, had conducted 239 open-air biological tests on innocent U.S. civilians. How many Americans even care about that? And yet they think now that our government and our military, those who run our military, I'm not speaking about individuals within it, although they need to wake up and stop participating in this insanity, but those who run the militaries, ultimately those who print the money, do they care at all about our troops or our populations? Any scrutiny of history would make clear the conclusion that Populations are now an ever-increasing liability to those in power. From this report on the U.S. military taking on climate change as a serious threat, quote, The U.S. Army announced it will begin prioritizing climate change considerations as part of its ongoing strategic operations and threat analysis, according to newly released memos. Titled U.S. Army Addressing Climate Change Threats, the document classifies climate change as, quote, a serious threat to U.S. national security interests and defense objectives, end quote, while also detailing how the military agency intends to play a more active role in responding to climate-related issues moving forward. They have been a part of this equation for so many decades. What a fallacy, this report, like they're just beginning to wake up to this issue. When we've had the U.S. military neck deep in global climate intervention operations for three quarters of a century, historical data proves this beyond any shadow of a doubt. Then the report goes on to say this, quote, the push to incorporate a left-wing climate agenda under the guise of U.S. national security has long been a top priority for President Joe Biden since taking office. Does anyone who's even slightly awake think that Joe Biden is in charge of anything? Or that Trump was? Or that Obama was? Or that Bush was? Or that Clinton was? These are simply puppets in the play. And the left-right, Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal, 
divide, orchestrated divide, simply there to distract populations from the wider horizon and how well it has worked. And the notion that there's nothing wrong with the environment, and I still hear that from people, it's shocking to me. Absolutely shocking. This is all just some sort of a made-up agenda to pass the Green New Deal, which is idiotic, by the way. Again, the, the fallacy of, quote, renewable energy is, is certainly a false Pollyanna. But the bottom line is, for those who think there's nothing wrong with the environment, their heads are truly somewhere where the sun doesn't shine. We have sacked the planet in the geologic blink of an eye. And the attempt, one of the primary objectives of climate engineering operations, to mask the true severity of climate collapse, while at the same time further fueling that collapse, the true definition of insanity, the engineered cool-down scenarios that are being done in ever more desperate fashion, the massive hail storms that are taking place doing catastrophic damage on everything beneath these storms and the flash freeze scenarios, the weather whiplash scenarios, all this is core to climate engineering. And yet even now, there is so much denial, a sea of it, on all sides of this report, within agencies, organizations, and society as a whole. What will it take for people to look up and connect the dots? More headlines. Again, the extreme whiplash temperature and weather scenarios. Sydney records coldest run of May nights since 1967. So after Australia literally incinerates with record high temperatures and epic wildfires, now we have the exact opposite occurring. And the geoengineers need moisture to do this. They need moisture to use chemical ice nucleation for weather modifications. So those scenarios go together. There's more rainfall falling in places of Australia now, and now they have these record cold surface temperatures. More headlines from other parts of the world. Delhi records highest 24-hour May rainfall on record and lowest May temperatures since 1951. Again, the two go together. The climate engineers, the weather makers, the weather terrorists need the moisture to utilize chemical ice nucleation, cloud seeding operations. This is why the eastern half of the U.S. lower 48 is getting so much rain and is kept anomalously cool in comparison to the rest of the world. As I've stated many times on many broadcasts, the eastern half of the U.S. lower 48 over the last nine years, since 2012, the most anomalously less warm region in the entire world that is not an act of nature, that's an act of climate engineering. Another headline, forest fires from last summer rekindle in Siberia, sparking wildfire season early this year. This is incredibly dire because as the Arctic melts, The formerly frozen methane deposits are releasing and migrating into the atmosphere, triggering exactly the scenario I already outlined on this broadcast, the runaway feedback loop scenario. Another headline from last week, Moscow swelters through record May heat. The climate engineers are literally playing weather whack-a-mole all over the globe. Wherever they can push enough moisture to chemically nucleate, they do so. They lower the surface temperatures, but in doing so, other regions begin to heat up. They create drought deluge scenarios exactly like what's going on in the continental u.s while the moisture is cut off to the western u.s and flooding and flash flooding occurring in parts of the eastern u.s as the moisture is completely being manipulated again the hydrological cycle being completely disrupted another headline from last week wildfires burning at extremely dangerous levels across manitoba canada don't see much about that on the news either this is spring it's still may and 
we have these kinds of fires burning in places where they historically rarely burnt at all. And it's happening now in spring. Another headline last week, no water. Farmers reel after announcement they'll get zero allocation from the Klamath Project. From that report, the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation announced last week that more than 1,000 farmers in the Klamath Basin, this is on the U.S. West Coast, will not receive any reserved water from the upper Klamath Lake, a devastating prospect for farmers who have already planted fields, hired crews, and made plans for the growing season ahead. We can speculate on the agendas and the objectives, but the fact that the cutoff of precipitation from the U.S. West is a direct result of climate engineering operations is beyond rational dispute. If the data is examined, please investigate the engineering drought section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org, the engineering wildfire section, and the engineering winter sections. Learn more about what is happening and why. And while on the subject of what is happening and why, And those who know what's happening and why it's happening, Governor Newsom, who knows full well that the climate engineering operations are completely cutting off California's rain. As I've stated on previous broadcasts, I know this from my personal meeting and presentation to Governor Newsom at the Capitol. What's Gavin willing to do to preserve his position in the cancer of global control? This headline from last week, Newsom turns to bribery, opens up big bag of goodies to Californians in bid to head off recall. From that report, this week, Gavin Newsom began a statewide tour to brag about his $75.7 billion state surplus that's burning a hole in his recall pocket. That surplus alone is larger than the total expenditures of 44 other states in 2020. Combining substantial capital gains revenues from the bank accounts of big tech billionaires and an embarrassing amount of federal stimulus funds, and that's the bottom line. That is the bottom line. The backdoor central bank funding that is keeping states afloat, keeping various state governments all the way down to local government afloat, and that's why those who control the purse strings control everything else. They control the narrative through all of these agencies all the way down to state and local governments. California, for example, has been tens of billions of dollars short for their budgets year after year, and nobody asks what happened to last year's deficit, the year before and the year before that. The monies are being pumped into the state governments through the central banks, and that's how they control and game the entire system from top to bottom. How much money, in this case, is being dulled out to Governor Newsom from the Fed's $371 billion in total payments? And the governor is taking credit for this windfall, promising to hand out loads of cash and pay off overdue rents, utility bills, while hoping mid-class voters will forget Newsom's cavalier statewide lockdowns over the past year, which reeks of bribery. And let's get beyond that. Newsom, who knows full well exactly why the state is being dried to a crisp and incinerated, that climate engineering operations are core to that, and yet Gavin Newsom continues his criminal denial of the ongoing weather warfare operations occurring in our skies. What is he tweeting or posting on social media about? This, about his cash given from the central bankers, stating that there will be $600 checks for California, a wiping away of rental debt, grants for small businesses, cutting the cost of college, housing for 65,000 homeless Californians, historic amounts to combat wildfires, which Gavin, I know you know will need because you know climate engineering is ongoing. And he states this, California is coming roaring back. Stated kind of awkwardly, but that's exactly how he stated it. 
In what reality, Gavin? What a pipe dream. And how many are willing to grab onto that pipe dream as long as there's a free check in the mailbox? That's not going to make a difference for much longer when there's nothing on the store shelves to buy with that check, when there's no food, our water's permanently polluted, our climate's permanently damaged, the biosphere is collapsing by the day. And yet, even now, power centers around the world and the media they control continue to pump out Pollyanna propaganda about the future that will never come to pass if we remain on the current course. On that theme, a headline from last week from the Siberian Times. Russia is to lose its permafrost, Minister of Natural Resources warns. The report states the Northern Territories, quote, will become arable farmland in 20 to 30 years. Good luck with that. Arable farmland on a planet that resembles Venus, that's the course we're headed on. But so many try to paint this as somehow being able to be woven into a good thing somewhere down the road. The minister believes that the regions should be able to adapt to this fast-changing situation. Total Pollyanna. The UV situation alone negates anything they're stating, aside from rapidly escalating global temperatures far into uncharted territory. The ongoing and accelerating collapse of the ozone layer alone could make most of the planet unable to grow anything within this decade. Halfway through this decade, by some of our calculations, that's how bad the UV is, and anyone who's not completely asleep can feel this. On their skin, on the surface of cars, it's singeing trees, burning the bark off of trees, killing plankton. I've been over this again and again and again. And even what people can feel with their own senses, they ignore. Because they want to believe that everything will somehow magically turn out okay, that some magical technology from somewhere will fix everything at the last possible moment. Not going to happen. What have those kinds of delusions done for us so far? They've led us to the very edge of the abyss. Along with probable ozone layer collapse by mid-decade, we have the oceans collapsing. We have the zero hour for no functional wildlife habitats left on planet Earth. 2026, insect populations have already collapsed. What's it going to take? What will it take to wake people up to the fight that's here and now for our very survival on this planet that's dying by the day. Question, how many have stopped to ponder the fact that we, all of us, are now facing a long list of converging and accelerating factors that have never before been confronted by the human race? How many have stopped to consider the highly scripted manner in which the global power brokers are predicting, or should we say scheduling, unfolding events, in many instances years before they occur? The case of Dr. Anthony Fauci stating in 2017 on film and on the record that there would be a, quote, surprise pandemic during the Trump presidency. Anyone that has the courage to view Fauci making this statement can easily do so online with a search of the video in question. But how many are willing? How many more are prone to ignore their lying eyes and gulp down the official narrative, the official lie, that their lives will soon, quote, go back to normal if they just blindly do what they're told without questioning the already endless and still growing list of lies that are being heaped on them? For those that don't yet understand it or are not yet willing to face it, the former reality, the reality we've all previously known, is over. It's not coming back. The reality that's unfolding under the best-case scenario will be comparable to Mad Max on steroids or the post-apocalyptic film titled The Road. Any and all who are still trying to convince themselves that those at the top of the power structure pyramid actually care about them need to wake up while there's still time to do so. Biosystems all over the world, i.e. the planet's life support systems, are collapsing hundreds of times faster than during any previous mass extinction in Earth's history. 
Our once thriving planet can no longer support the weight of the human race. The hydrocarbon fuel fiesta is over. The controllers are actually aware of this fact, acutely aware of it. So many of them having long since openly stated on film and on the record their desire to radically reduce populations. Environmental collapse has caught up to the human race before the controllers were fully prepared for that to occur. Thus, they're pushed to ramp up their actions to, quote, warp speed. Why are so many so willing to keep their eyes so wide shut in spite of overwhelming evidence of unimaginably nefarious events and agendas being carried out? Societies all over the world have been well-trained and conditioned for decades to reject any news or information that feels too horrible to even imagine or to contemplate. Thus the proverb, kill the messenger. How well so many have been trained to ignore reality, to ignore what they can see with their own eyes in exchange for a programmed Pollyanna preconception of a coming reality, a coming return to, quote, normal, to what was, that will never again be. The former reality was never sustainable, not even close. But ignoring the oncoming train won't stop the now imminent impact. It's far past time for each of us, for all of us, to ask ourselves why we are here, to ask ourselves what matters and what doesn't, to ask ourselves what we want to be found doing when we take our last breath and meet our maker. How many are willing to summon the courage to fully face the gathering storm without fear or trepidation? How many believe that there is far more value to a life dedicated to the fight for the greater good than one that is rooted in an endless pursuit of personal pleasure or one that is spent in hiding while the few are forced to stand against the insanity on behalf of the many. As I've stated so many times in the past, the overwhelming majority of so-called spiritual leaders that I have met with stated to me that they would not stand with me in this epic effort to save what is yet left of creation. They told me that it was not their battle, that all was in bigger hands, that the issue of man playing God with the weather and the long and growing list of other power structure crimes was not their concern. This isn't spirituality. This is not faith in a benevolent creator. This is not service to such a creator. This is cowardice. This is tyranny of the greatest order. This is sold out slavery to the power structure's method of financial control, the 501 nonprofit status that so many so-called spiritual leaders are not willing to lose, no matter what the cost. Again, I ask, what do you want to be found doing when your final hour arrives? The only impenetrable refuge of solace and sanctuary is in knowing beyond doubt that one has done one's absolute best to do what is right, not because of a promised happy ending, no, but because it's right. This sanctuary can never be breached, ever. If we stand together, collectively, we can yet make a profound difference. We can yet make a quantum leap in the right direction, even at this late hour. The cancer of global controllers could not do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. Never forget that. The willful, blind obedience to the collective insanity must end now, or we will very soon have nothing left to salvage. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific details on how you can help to turn the tide. Face to the wind. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Effectively and efficiently, time is not on our side. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.